so Birta is a 29 year old Icelandic woman or a girl. I would still consider myself to be a girl, but I guess I'm a woman now. I'm a mother of four little girls, two times twins in the space of two and a half years. I was a mother of four. So now they're four and a half and almost two. So yeah, and uh, I live in Morocco with my husband. We've been here like on and off for the last seven years. And yeah, I'm a, I'm a mother. I'm with together with my husband. We we created and we run two restaurants here in Morocco. And yeah, we have just kind of since we got married had a very nomadic life. Well, I've had that since before we were married. I would consider myself to be a nomad. And uh, I'm a musician. I would also consider myself to be. Yeah. Wonderful. uh, (laughs) That's a, that's, you're having a lot of different roles and many different creative outlets. About the restaurant, how did you decide that that was going to be something that you dedicated your life energy to? Yes, that's actually quite funny because we were really not planning on opening a restaurant. And uh, just like a few months before opening the restaurant, we would never have seen ourselves be running a restaurant. My husband used to work as a chef uh, in Barcelona for 10 years. And he was so finished with this uh, part of his life of like working in the kitchen, long hours full-on work you know so he finished that and and I also kind of finished my full-on work although I'm younger than he is but uh, I was working in the movie industry in this like really hardcore work for some years and after we had our girls we've just been living as nomads uh, in our caravan for two years driving between Morocco and Iceland you know just uh, when we were in Morocco, we would just, we built a house on the terrace of his parents from Palettes and we lived there. And, and we also, in Iceland, we we're just like going between places. And we really never really had, even if we had our first set of twins, by the time like we were living with them for two years in a caravan. And yeah, we were planning on continuing that. We had just bought a, a little bit bigger caravan because I was expecting another set of twins and we drove to Iceland and we spent some time there working in the movie industry to save up some money this is kind of how how we've been like had been living just by going to Iceland and working some work for two months and then we could just live from that for many months in Morocco because of the currency so And we were kind of getting tired of that, you know, also with the girls, you know, it's kind of full on to do that with the girls. But yeah, and then in Ramadan, two years ago, when we were in Iceland, we had just been doing some work and I was 32 weeks pregnant. We got into a car accident 
our caravan literally flew off the road by the wind. The wind just like knocked us off the road. It was so intense. And alhamdulillah, um, thanks to God, we were all safe afterwards, even though I had not been wearing the seat belt because I went back to the girls to fasten their seat. Like they had the seat belts, but I just wanted to like tighten them uh, because I felt how the wind was so strong and I heard stories, but I never thought it would happen to me, you know. <laughs> and we went like two rounds in the car and I flew around with my big belly and just just really was a miracle that nothing hit my belly. Like I, I was hit all over the face and like in my crotch and I was swollen, you know, but nothing hit my belly. It was like, it was like a protective shield over my womb and it was just amazing. But my hand got stuck underneath the car and some la la la. Anyway, like this was a kind of a big shock for us. Although we were just like, at the moment we were just, so extremely thankful to be alive and to be whole even though my hand we didn't know what's wrong with that and and I really didn't know with the girls in my stomach if they were I didn't know it was girls by the point but didn't know if they were okay because you know I was very aware of it that something could happen and that I could start labor now and I was only 32 weeks pregnant so we were just so grateful and this was a big lesson for us you know and and it kind of like make us made us take a u-turn because we were going to live in this car this was our everything we own was in this car it went just flying over you know everywhere and this was our home so we lost that kind of like in one snap of fingers so that's um made things for us if I just fast forward because I could totally go into some long story <laughs> if we fast forward to like when I had after I had the girls in Iceland they were thanks to God healthy they stayed in my womb one more month so it was I was 39 weeks pregnant when I finally gave birth to them and my hand was like uh, paralyzed for a few months but it came back it's all back now and this was like we didn't know knew if it was going to come back or not so it's just really so many blessings inside of this like turbulent time we came back to morocco with all four girls when the girls were one month and we came back to our apartment in a sawira that we had bought uh, two years before um like we bought just a shed on a on a terrace that we transformed into apartment and this was such a great thing to come back to a home you know to come back to a shelter because we would just had been moving between places with all the four girls and with no home since since the accident and a friend of Otman that he had he had to run a hostel with just like this is where we met in Asawira, this town that we now live in. Um, a friend of his, he asked us if we want to open with him a restaurant. <laughs> and there was this uh, local that was for rent. 
So we were like, the first reaction from me was like, no way. <laughs> Too much. No way, because I knew what that would stick us down. And we, yeah, a lot of responsibility and it will, it will stuck us down, like yeah. it was pin us wow. down. And we we're so used to being free, you know. But after some, uh, you know, thinking about it, we decided to go for it because we thought that we need to make some kind of an income from Morocco because this is where we spend more time and it just, it's getting too much. And after this experience, especially, we're like, we don't want to be going, doing this, you know, all the time because with the four girls and so in the end we decided to do that and then after some time our friend he backed out so it was just us <laughs> so which was a blessing as well because it's just a great thing that we did it just by ourselves and not with someone else mm -hmm. you know it's always more complicated with someone else so that's kind of how we got into that <laughs> wow yeah what a journey it was to be living back and forth in two countries and then with two sets of twins and the physical transformation of having babies and then losing your home and your your dream had changed then it sounds like of what really mattered and what you were willing to um, kind of accept in your life or the vision that you had. So, um, also you mentioned that you're a musician and that you've recently started doing that again. You took a long break. Yes, I took a long break, actually like seven years long break after I found my path when I was 21 years old. I found my peace in Islam and I decided to pursue that and to follow that path and which I'm so happy that I did because this is kind of like I really consider this to be the best decision that I ever got to make you know um, yeah after that I kind of distanced myself from music which had been a big part of my life I had been raised in music and I had been trained classically, like classical vocals for since I was 14 uh, until I was 20. Um, finished some degrees there, but then I went in on to just vocals, like studying that for a while. And then I went traveling and kind of like left everything by side. Uh, in my travels, I found Islam eventually and after I found Islam I really was just like going over every little detail in my life you know it was not because someone told me that it's haram to do music or you should not uh, sing or it was not because someone told me it was just like because I was going looking into the mirror without any filters and looking at the reasons of why I'm doing the things that I'm doing. And I found that 
a big part of my musical ambitions were connected to me wanting to be someone in, in the eyes of other people, you know. So it's about status, it's about yeah, wanting to become someone. And this is something that I really distance myself from in every aspect of my life of this like yeah just I was just aiming for the selflessness and to tame my ego and all these uh, things that you do on the path and so I never really like I would read a lot about like music and Islam and there are some there are some opinions that it's haram and it's not permissible and but I never really believed that it's not permissible of course there's other opinions that they say that it is permissible but within the boundaries of like doing it for the right reasons and singing about things that they are they are good and not to because it's also it's a very music is a very powerful tool it's like you can, like uh, my teacher once told me, like that music, it's a heart opener. So it's really in your hands when you open the hearts of people, what you want to put in there. Because you have reached to someone's heart, but then it's your responsibility to put, put in there the good things and not the bad things so yeah and so eventually after becoming a mother of four and you know a different path of my life different uh, different part of my life I I came back to to music and I started playing again and I bought a guitar again and <laughs> was just playing for the girls and for my husband and just playing together for myself and fr from that I gave birth to another baby, which was a song that I decided to share. And that's Dawn. Um, and that's just like a personal kind of uh, experience for me when you get low on your spiritual path because the path is goes in waves, like life goes in waves. But uh, after I converted to Islam, I found that the waves were less harsh. They didn't come crashing down, you know? They were just more like even calm ocean waves, but not like the, the high ups and the high downs, but more of the stable, balanced waves. But this was kind of after a lower kind of wave than, that I had, than I had experienced since I converted to Islam. All these years, like this was my lowest point. And I was like really for weeks kind of struggling because it was after a long period of too much work after we had opened the first mandala. And I was with, we were at the four girls uh, in this small apartment in a Sawira without kindergarten. And it was just a really intense time. It was a really great time at the same time, but it was very intense. And there came a time when I really just hit a wall, kind of, and took me a few weeks to get out of that. And I always knew what I needed to do. I knew that I needed to connect myself back to God, but 
for some reasons, I just couldn't do it. You know, I was like, I couldn't do it. I was trying and I was still praying. I didn't stop praying, but like you can pray and be connected and you can pray and not be connected. And, and this is kind of, uh, the text in the song is, is, is about this experiencing and, and coming back to God. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like it was a, a process of finding your voice and finding your connection again through this creativity and this openness um, in yourself with the creator. The fire and ice, yeah. <laughs> well, basically, I say that because we're coming from these different countries, that very different countries, Iceland and Morocco, you know, both the culture and the climate, <laughs> you know, it's so different. It's kind of like fire and ice. Then our personalities are also, well, he's not a fire personality, but I'm kind of ice. I'm very, I'm very like uh, relaxed with things. And sometimes for his, uh, in his opinion, a little bit too relaxed. <laughs> While in other ways, I balance him and I take him down because he's like this super active guy that just uh, makes everything happen like this. And he is, he's like a machine, you know, when he starts. So, yeah, that's kind of why I say this fire and ice. But, but then also like our countries, they have so much things that they are... Um, they're, they're so different from each other, but uh, they also have some similarities in a way, you know? It's like, there's so many, often I find so many things here in Morocco that they remind me of Iceland, like we're living now in Asawira, which is this, this coastal town by the Atlantic Ocean, which is, well, I'm raised by the Atlantic Ocean, but just a little bit more north, you know? And we have the, the same birds somehow that they come like that they migrate over the winter that they come here in the winter and then in Iceland and they're in Iceland in the summer which is really funny and also Morocco has like all these different kind of landscapes it has so much like diversity in the nature of course it's over a bigger land space Iceland is kind of like small and has all these diverse nature uh, here in Morocco, you have the mountains and you have the, the ocean and you have the forests and you have so many like very like diverse kind of like many countries inside one country. And in a way, it's what you can also find in Iceland. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's so cool to be able to see the similarities and the differences and especially in your relationship, how you complement each other oftentimes people marry someone with an opposite type of personality, maybe similar values, but it manifests differently through personality. Yeah. Yes. Well, just uh, talking about our marriages, we are like, we base our union in our path and our spiritual path. So like I converted to Islam before we were married. Um, but I knew him before that. He was a friend of mine, but uh, two years later we got married. And 
we really had like a very long discussion about if this is the right thing to do <laughs> because our characters are we both have very like strong characters but very different and we have so many different things that and he was just like no Birta, it can't work because we will never be in peace together <laughs> <laughs> and i was like oh no just stop it relax <laughs> we will work fine <laughs> well we had this long discussion and and he gave up and he married me and he tells me that he's uh, he's happy that i insisted <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's like we really connect we really base our relation the the rock and the the foundation of our relation is our belief in god and our trust in god and this is really what has made things easy for us is that always when we go through hard times like the, which everyone will do is that we can always come back to our core which is the trust in god and that we are not staying here we are going on you know and and it's just a very i'm so thankful to have that in my relationship because i could have married someone who is not maybe who is a muslim but he's not in the same way as i am and we're just like hand in hand in that and that's what's kind of the most important mm. for us that's beautiful so um you've mentioned that you are the mother of two sets of twins and i'm so curious to hear about um how becoming a mother and um really having so many different um responsibilities and relationships to that you're holding in your heart um is impacting your spiritual journey yes um it's a good question because it really does affect the spiritual journey the motherhood and becoming a mother not only of one child but of four basically at the same time you know <clears throat> i always saw myself as this like eternally patient mother that is just always like <clears throat> speaking so kindly to her children and like no honey don't do this and you know full of love and <laughs> And of course I'm full of love, but just when you have four little girls that they're just running all over the place and touching this and doing this and one breaking a glass and one, you're like, no, don't do this, don't do this, stop it, stop, you know, and I just sometimes just get so exhausted from hearing my own voice. I'm just like, I don't want to hear my voice anymore. Because just you're always saying something and no, you should do this, no, no, don't do this, no, don't do this. And, but it's it's a very interesting thing because i became a muslim without children and and started my spiritual journey you know and i did so much work before i became a mother that i think it really helped me a lot i don't know if i would survive in these circumstances if i didn't have the tools that i have in my spiritual path like this just to you know the prayer and the remembrance and just really the fasting and it's just like the, these things they help me ground myself all the time although sometimes it works better than other times sometimes you pray because okay yeah i said pray 
and but anyway you do it you know you do it even though you're not really in the mood and this is kind of when you you know when you really need to pray is that when you're not really in the mood to pray so <laughs> yeah it's it's a really it's interesting you know and i i'm now getting over the point of like my younger girls are now two years old and they're starting all of them kind of to play together to run around together it's a different kind of difficult but it's at least they're like all running around together not that i'm stuck with two little babies and the other ones are running around breaking something you know but i think we've been really lucky with our girls alhamdulillah like they've all been just so healthy and not overly difficult although two of them are really energetic and you know all that but i think we have been very lucky in that that regard mm -hmm. yeah so having a rhythm and a routine and the work that you did even before becoming a mother you found that that's carried you through mm -hmm. yeah beautiful yeah definitely definitely so the last question that i have for you is i saw some of your pictures on instagram and um i saw a little video of the inside of your restaurant and i know that beauty and sustainability are important to you so i'd love to hear a little bit about what 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 was inspiring you and how you keep sharing that um, those values through your work yeah um, yeah the sustainability is very important to us and this was a kind of a difficult thing for us when we were going to start a restaurant because it's really difficult to be in the restaurant business and be sustainable and we're not 100% sustainable but we really try to be we don't serve any plastics and we don't you know, we try to have, we, we are meat free, we serve fish, but like we are not vegetarians 100%. We don't eat meat on a daily basis at all. Like very rarely we eat meat, but we don't consider ourselves to be vegetarians. But still, I did not want to serve meat in my restaurant because it's just so, so much amount of meat that is going through and just didn't have a good feeling about that so we just decided to to be meat free and I, i'm really happy with that decision you know we have we the first restaurant that we opened asawira is just by the coast and we have the fresh fish from there so we decided to keep the fish and all the fish is fished in just like local fishing boats not in some big uh, you know big uh, what are they called <laughs> commercial <laughs> fishing yeah yeah like the commercial fishing that they're so polluting and and scraping the bottom of the ocean and all that so um we try in everything we do to be as sustainable as we can and also in our journey before we opened the restaurant like we're always trying as we can to not you know we kind of decided to buy the caravan because we didn't want to fly all the time in between and it's because it's so polluting you know although we do fly but we really try to be um conscious about that and to try to give back you know when we do you know like leave a big mark uh the beauty part is just 
a natural thing for us. Like it also comes with the connection with God because God loves beauty and the creation and all like all the beauty around us. Um, it's all from this one source and it's all like mandala, this name. It's, uh, we chose this name because of, of the oneness, you know, the mandala, sim uh, mandala simplifies, no, sim no symbolizes, no. <laughs> huh? Symbolizes? Symbolizes, yeah. So the mandala, it symbolizes the unity and this word is originally coming from Hinduism but you can find it in every culture and every religion. And you can find this art form everywhere, you know? It's the circle and it's the synchronity and it's like the oneness and it simplifies the, the smallest being until the, the whole cosmos of the universe, you know? And it's all about the balance and it's about the, that we're all one and that we're all connected. And it's also nice because mostly we're serving people that that they're from all over the world. Um, because Esawira is a kind of a like touristic destination. And we also serve Moroccans, but mostly it's the tourists that we're serving. So yeah, and we we made all the the decorations between me and Ahman. Um, he kind of he has so many ideas all the time, like flies in the sky with ideas, me too, but like in a different way. And I kind of pull him down and like, yeah, okay, this is a great idea, but let's do it a little bit less <laughs> extreme. And it came down to a nice balance of like this Scandinavian, Moroccan, African, French mixture of like modern and old and and all of the materials that we used, like in our shelving, in our tables, like the shelves are just some old like construction wood that we polished down and like oiled and and the wood is all, all wood in the tables and the tables are all from old train tracks in Morocco that Ottman came upon this huge pile of uh, of old wood from the train trucks and they're just like in this perfect size to put three together in this perfect square and so that's really great to be able to use these materials in this nice way you know and to have this story behind the tables that they're train trucks from Moroccan train trucks and um, yeah and the lamps it's all it's all natural material the lamps are all from like red copper that the guy is uh, he's who made them is from Marrakesh and Ottman he got into contact with him when we were actually making I didn't mention that but we were importing to Iceland uh, like uh, home uh, decor things from Morocco and this is what we were doing as well with the caravan so we'd go around Morocco pick up things like talk to manufacturers and make orders and we would ship them to Iceland and sell them there and we started a store in Iceland called Nusnos, which means uh, in Moroccan means half half. Mm -hmm. And uh, and in the end, we gave this store to my or we because we started this project with my parents, and we gave it to them to to run the store in Iceland. And now there's a running store in Iceland called Nusnos. 
that my parents they run and we always every year we ship a container and some more more like uh, smaller deliveries so there we already had so many connections so when we started making the restaurant we we had so many ideas of what we can do and you know all the pottery it's all just like moroccan pottery and the woodwork we we use you know we were already buying these like beautiful wooden bowls and selling them in iceland and we decided to work with them in the restaurant and so it's just it's nice it's like all a part of the journey you know like all these connections that we have made like before it's it's comes together and in, mm. in the restaurant as well as now like all of the connections that we're making since we opened the restaurant which is great connections and this is such a beautiful thing about that we made this decision i feel like because after we made this decision kind of everything just went so smoothly and we opened we've just been full every day since then until COVID, you know and really i feel like this is a strong feeling of like that this was what we were supposed to do right now although i also didn't mention before but our dream has been since we were married since we are a couple was to buy land and we've always been looking for land in Morocco in Iceland in um, the, the Canarian islands in France and whatever like we're just open we just want a piece of land that we can like build our home and grow our own food and make some projects in the land maybe some cabins and we have so many ideas that we want to put in the land but always somehow there was always coming something coming in the way of us being able to purchase that piece of land, which for some people they're just like, yeah, I want to buy land and it's done. But there was some reason for why we were not supposed to do that just right then, you know. And somehow we see now that now we open these restaurants and although now at the moment everything is closed down and the second restaurant that we opened in Marrakesh, uh, we opened it for five days and then we closed down again because of the COVID situation. So. <laughs> so now we're in like a stop but inshallah when things are running again this is a this is a source of income for us and for our big family and if we buy land if we finally like save up money again and buy land the land will need so much income you know to start building to dig a well to do all these things so this is kind of like the perfect thing and and all all the connections that we made through this restaurant these beautiful connections they will help us in this land we know that this will all like come together in something and it's all always it's all you know it's all connected so mandala <laughs> inshallah <laughs> that's amazing you have life i'm so glad to hear your story and to know you and i really appreciate mm -hmm. that you took the time i know it's late for you <laughs> and no um, worries no connecting with you yeah, thank yeah you. it's late, but it's a very calm, it's a calm time for me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, and yeah, if people too. want to connect with your business and to see your Instagram, I will share the links um, when I post this uh, podcast. Yeah. So, yeah, please do. Please, yeah. Mm -hmm.